Welcome to the This is the Place podcast. I'm Meg Walter on the phone with Chris Rawl. Hey, Chris. Meg, it is a pleasure to join you in this time, separated as we are. Uh, how's life? Life's going good for me. Um, I don't have any complaints. How about you? Oh, you know. Fine. My kids are with me all the time. I, okay, I was going to have to ask. As a person who has three young kids at home, you, not me, um, this, like, quarantine stuff has got to be pretty intense, no? We've had a lot of talks about um, the importance of personal space. (laughs) How many of those talks have been heated? Oh, not many. <laughs> it's only been a week, Meg. It's only been a week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no end in sight. So it's fine. No, it's fine. I, like, honestly, it's not that bad. I'm not doing that much differently than I was before. Yeah, you're more reclusive than not. So I feel like it, yeah. from that perspective, you're still getting your normal vibe on, you know? Yeah, like usually coming into the podcast studio is like one of my big outings for the week. Uh, you get dressed up, you put in some nice perfume, you go and get cubbies for lunch. It's a big old event. To go get really sweaty in a podcast studio. Yeah. It doesn't work out as well once you get in the studio, but going in, it's like an event, right? Yeah. No, but it's fine. It's fine. But how are you doing? I am doing good. I get dressed up every day to come on podcast. And I'm wearing my finest clothes. You can't see me, but just know that I'm wearing my finest clothes. So I look fantastic. I smell fantastic. Um, and that's really all that anybody needs to know about me right now. Good. Should we talk about some weird Utah news? Yeah, we, we should. We have some stuff to clean up from weeks ago because noted tree sex expert Timothy, he's known far and wide for his expertise on tree sex. Yeah. He kind of is like his coming out party was this podcast. When he educated not only you and I, but all of our listeners on, A, whether or not trees do have sex, and the ones that do, how they actually have sex. So he's a man of many talents, because apparently he pays attention to all sorts of stuff, right? And he's listening to an episode of Planet Money, which is a podcast. And it's episode 976, for those of you who want to go and listen to it. It's called Terms of Service. It's the title. So he sends you and I an email, and he's like, uh, just thought you guys should know... I was listening to this episode of Planet Money, which is, uh, you know, a national podcast or international, maybe even a big, very, yeah, like a very, very prominent podcast. And lo and behold, there's this episode that's about this couple in Utah that are going through all sorts of things. And guess who rears his head midway through the episode? Get Gephardt. So he sends this email enlightening to them. So now we're actually able to talk about it because we haven't recorded since that um, email came in. So I almost, I'm going to explain the situation, and then I feel like we almost have to amend what we say about get, okay? Oh, which is only good things about our friend of the <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Only, only good things. We're going to amend that to include even more good things. So this Utah couple years ago, they purchased just these random things online for 20 bucks from this who knows what kind of company. I think it's called like Clear Gear or something, Clear Guard, something like that, okay? And they wait weeks and weeks and weeks, never comes. So now they're like, uh, this stuff never came. They reach out. The company's kind of body blocking them. Long story short, they get refunded the money after a long time. Don't get the actual things they bought. So they're a little mad about it, but like not super mad. But they're mad enough to go and leave a bad review about the company. Like, hey, we bought these things. They didn't come. They refunded us money, but like way, way, way after the fact. Okay. So years down the road, 
they get an email from this company saying, you violated terms of this agreement and this non-disparagement clause and leaving this review now subjects you to a $3,500 fine. This is like four years, this is four years after the fact, okay? Oh so they're like, what, what are you talking about? This is so weird. They don't really think much of it because it just sounds like a total clown show, right? They go in to try to buy a car like six months later. And as they're going over their credit, they bring up this thing. They're like, why do you owe this company $3,500 and you haven't paid it? So, so now they're freaked out about it and they're like, okay, well, we got, oh, let's, we don't know what to do. We don't have enough money to afford all these legal fees. They're going in and ask lawyers and lawyers are like, okay, for a $5,000 retainer and then paid by the hour, well, we can do this and this. And they're like, we don't have the money to do that. Right. So there's a part of the podcast where the lady, she's kind of at a loss as to what to do. She says that she goes to her boss to like, you know, pick the brain on what, what should happen. The boss says, well, why don't you just give Matt Gephardt a call? Which, let's let's take a quick pause there. Who's this boss? It's got to be his wife. It has, it has to be Get Gephardt, but he's in disguise. Like, he's wearing a Groucho Marx mustache. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, he's like, he's doing like an Edgar uh, Hoover. Uh, <laughs> you know, I used to cross-dress and he'd just like hang out in his office. <laughs> so, what do you think I should do with this thing? Well, I hear there's this Matt Gephardt who's actually pretty yeah, yeah, good at yeah. solving these you know, types of things. Funny thing, I actually have his number here in my phone. <laughs> so she calls up the Get Gephardt hotline. Nobody answers because apparently they're not around. She leaves a big old voicemail describing the situation. Doesn't really think much of it because, again, if you're calling Get Gephardt and leaving a long voicemail, like, what do you really think is going to be happening? Yeah. The next day, she gets a call back, and <laughs> this is an exact quote from the woman. He calls me back and says... I believe you and I want to help. So let's take a quick pause there. Because have you ever gotten a voicemail from anybody and just been like, I 100% believe this voicemail and all I want to do is help you right now? No, I wish I had, though. I feel like I'm feeling humanity because Get Gephardt is doing this apparently to everybody. As long as you leave a voicemail, he's 100% in and like will take the shirt off his back to give to you. At what point do you think Get would be like, I'm sorry, I just can't believe you and I'm not going to help you? Like, I feel like it'd have to be pretty a pretty outrageous voicemail. You bring up a very good point, And I think that the calling of this podcast is to leave a Get Get Heart voicemail once per week. Oh, sure. And exponentiating the silliness of it so we can finally arrive at a point where we can go, okay, Get, like, he's in on all of these things, but there's, a, there's always a break-even point where it's just like, you know what, I can't. I can't help. I just don't believe this voicemail. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I, I think that's something we should dig into during this, this isolation time. Oh, we're definitely going to be we're definitely going to be digging into this. Here's an even weirder stat. OK, so he goes through his normal get routine. You know, he calls up the police, tries to get them to do the job. I don't know what actually happens, but he, <laughs> he, he creates a segment that is now aired on, you know, KUT. This is at the time he's on KUTV. So it's aired on KUTV, which, again, I think like 10 people would watch one of these segments. That's completely false because it airs. The ladies like it aired on a Tuesday and three days later, not only was the story viral, but we're getting hit up from people in England, France, Australia, China, Canada. Is Get oh. Gephardt's reach like... An, an immense web that we didn't even know about. What's going on with Get? Wait. So what, what happened? Did they get their their credit fixed? Not only did they get their credit fixed, 
But the podcast episode ends with them going to Washington, D.C. to talk in front of Congress and get like this is right at the tail end of Obama's presidency. And one of the last bills that's passed under his presidency is this Consumer Protection Act that they jump started because Get Gephardt jump started them. I, I don't think it works for me to stand up and clap on a podcast, <laughs> but that's what I want. Get Gephardt is not only revealing all of these stories, he's shaping the laws of this country, Meg. We cannot give this he's man enough props. Founding father. The only thing he's missing is one of the white wigs, the weird, like, curled George Washington style ones. If he gets that, I mean, just give the dude the Declaration of Independence and let him make any amendments he wants. Uh-huh. Exactly. Wow. What a story. So I, I think that uh, we might have been a little sarcastic here and there with Get- I can't remember fully. <laughs> I can't remember if anything was said in jest. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to take this time, though, to, like, re- I think I'm on his bandwagon right now. Oh, for sure. I am a guest, Dan. Not only is this story cool, but combined with when he went to KSL and he was just, like, dump trucking KUTV on the way out and, like, Hard. throwing all these sweet snide remarks about how it was just this piss pants organization in KSL <laughs> is, like, the most noble thing on earth and that's the only reason he went there. This dude's balling right now. He's just balling. <laughs> I love Get. <laughs> we all do. <laughs> what a guy. Oh, all right. Um. So, if anybody else is noticing anything that Get is doing, or like really needs to keep us updated on things, feel free to reach out. We're always ears on any Get Get part related news. So keep us in mind when you're when you're watching KSL and you're like, dude, this guy balls. Just just send us an email. That's all we ask. Okay. Meg at thebeehive.com. Yep. Um, all right, we're going to move to Layton, Layton, Utah, a normal place for the most part. Have you ever been to Layton? Yeah, it's a very, it's like the most normal place in Utah. It is up there. It is far away. Yeah, there's just nothing going on. It's like, but it's not a podunk town. It's just a normal town where nothing happens for the most part. Yeah. This story might prove us a little bit wrong. Because these two dudes, they're like roommates, and they get a, a new townhome they're moving into in Layton. They're all excited. They're unpacking. They get a ring at their doorbell. They go out there, and, and there's a sack. There's just a sack there on the porch, which already your mind's going, oh, all right. They open, yeah, up, they open up the sack, and it's just some, it looks like an organ, like an organ from inside somebody's oh, body. No. <laughs> So they're kind of freaked out about it for, for good reason. <laughs> they're going, oh, what is this? They, they, they examine it a little bit, and they're like, I think this maybe is like a cow heart or something. It looks like a big heart. Oh. So they, I'm, I'm genuinely confused by how people react to certain situations because they don't really know what it is. They think it's maybe a prank from a friend or like a neighbor or something. But instead of just going on their way, what do they do? They contact KSL TV to get to the bottom of it. Well, sure, because that's what people do now. They just call the news. Meg, if you find a mystery meat pouch on your porch, do you call KSL? Yes or no? I do not. Who do you call? call Police. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So you cut out the middleman, is what you're saying? I cut out the middleman. Who do you call? I don't call anybody. If there's a mystery meat on my porch, I'm just like, all right, what? What? 
If this is a prank, I'm not going to give them the time of the day by calling the police or calling KSL. If it's not a prank, I'm just going to throw it away. And if somebody asks me about it later, like, hey, did you eat that big heart that I left on your porch? I'll just say yes. It's easy. This is 100% like a group of girls doing this. Wait, why do you think that? I promise this is a group of girls pranking these boys because... For years in college, my roommates and I were in prank wars with different groups of men. Um, are you? Okay. <laughs> okay, let's let's start here. Did you ever, in your prank wars, leave mystery meats on anyone's porch? No. However, we did make X-Black brownies. Okay, that's good. We did switch license plates around so they'd get pulled over. We were cinder blocked into our apartment. What do you mean by that? A cinder block wall outside of our door, so we had to go out the window to get out of our apartment. Who won the war? I don't. I think eventually we called the truce or moved. How do you start a war of pranks? You there's like a boy you think is cute, and so you're like. You know what would be funny if we did a prank, and then you do it, and then they retaliate, and then it escalates. I love that you identify somebody you're attracted to, and then feed them something that will give them massive diarrhea in front of you. I can't explain it, man. Is it the idea of, like, if I see the worst of this person and still like him, then I know I'm definitely into him? I, I, uh, I think it's like, uh, how do I get this person to pay attention to me? I'm not, it's, it's not good advice. <laughs> It's not, it wasn't a smart thing to do, but it's what we did. Do you know what's so cool? The mindset back in the day of when you're attracted to somebody, you treat them as badly as possible or feed them things that were horrible for them. And that was the way that you showed your love. I want to go back to that. In first grade, you know, when like a boy hits a girl and it's like, oh, you think you're cute. And like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Why would he hit me if he thinks I'm cute? Well, Meg, I still do that. And I'm 33. So don't hate on that too much. I know you do. No. Go by, slug somebody in the arm, really let them know that I care. What's cooking good looking? And then you just like wail. <laughs> on <laughs> they give me diarrhea back. It's really, it's a lot of like, it's a lot of good relationships I currently have going in my life. Well, it's complicated, you know? Oh, absolutely. Uh, mystery meets are also complicated because they contact KSL TV and KSL TV brings in the experts. Do you know who those people are? Who would you who do you think experts are at identifying a piece of meat in a sack on a porch? Um, I would think of that a doctor, maybe. It's the employees of Don's Meats, which is a meat shop in Syracuse, Utah. <laughs> so they get a bunch of butchers over to check it out. Yeah. This is what KSL TV, this is how they're pulling the strings. So they all get there. One of the butcher, butchers, his name is Lance. He's like, this is definitely, this is a direct quote. This is definitely not a cow. Good eye. <laughs> good, damn good expert, in my opinion. <laughs> they're like, we think this is a cow heart. He's like, this is definitely not a cow. Don't even joke about this. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a line from the KSL article. As more employees gather around the mystery meat, they came to an educated conclusion. The group of butchers turned meat detectives agreed it was an animal heart. I would say, this is a direct quote from Lance. I would say it's mid-range sized, like maybe a pig or a sheep. Sure. Um, How did these people obtain an animal heart is what I want to know. I guarantee it was just the butchers. The butchers were the ones who put it there in the first place. The butchers have a crush on these guys. 
the butchers were probably trying to do some sort of guerrilla marketing campaign where they're like, what if we leave these mystery meats everywhere and get people fired up about Don's meats? And then it backfired because they didn't leave it in a Don's meats sack. They just left it in a, in a normal... <laughs> so, so they yeah, here's what's also funny they can't even identify what it is nobody actually still really knows they just oh, kind of theorize they're like maybe it's a cow or a pig no it's not a cow maybe it's a pig or a sheep or i don't i don't know it could be human for all we know it's a human heart oh great okay so they leave and the article ends by saying as soon as they'd left the roommates received another uh mysterious donation delivery whatever you want to call it and it was glazed donuts so I actually think, I dude, I definitely think your theory is right. It's some, some like twenty-one-year-old girls. I've I've been I've been that girl. I know what this is. I can't wait for the follow-up article about mystery diarrhea uh, overriding late in Utah. Yeah. <laughs> I hope gets involved somehow. <laughs> if if there's mystery diarrhea, I can guarantee you gets involved. <laughs> on the case. 911, this is Get. Uh, we got some bad <laughs> case of diarrhea. No, and Layton. <laughs> Get. His name is not Get. I know that you have diarrhea, and I believe you 100%. I'm on the case. <laughs> <laughs> I want to help. I want to help you. All right, we're going to shift gears to Weber. There's this, there's this inmate who got out of jail, and they have this huge manhunt. It's like two days worth of manhunting. Which sounds like a lot. I, yeah. Well, I actually never fully know what that means. When it's an active manhunt, what is? How many people are involved with that? I never understand. That it, that could just be one guy looking, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's not looking for all forty-eight hours because he has to sleep. I, I never know how to distinguish between a real manhunt in the way that I picture it in my mind, like from the like fugitive. A line or, of people, like with flashlights. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's what I think. Or just like this part-time detective is working the case and he's like thinking about it when he's at home eating dinner that night or something. I don't know. And he's like checking Facebook. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like Facebook messaging friends of this escaped convict like, hey, have you seen old Caleb anytime? Oh, interesting. <laughs> so this dude gets out. Yeah, this dude gets out of jail. And what's really bizarre about it is... He shaves his head to look just like a different inmate that's in Weber County Jail, okay? Mm. Memorizes the dude's name, date of birth, social, social security, all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So this other guy who he's impersonating is supposed to be getting released from jail. So the false guy shows up, gives all the information, has a shaved head, which they just look at, okay, great, shaved, all shaved head people are saying, you're out of here. So they let this inmate go pretending to be somebody else. So they realize their mistake once the the guy who was supposed to leave is still in jail. And they're like, okay, now we got to go on this manhunt. Um, how do they track down this guy? He, he actually ends up getting arrested in southern Idaho. Okay. He hits up a dude on Craigslist for a ride to Oregon. Okay. Which a different guy, he, he's like, oh, okay, sure, yeah, I'll, I'll give you a ride. They find out about this, and they're like, that's definitely the inmate. Of course you're going to Craigslist, first of all, whenever you're looking for an escaped convict. We've talked about this before, but why can't criminals just, like, not be dumb for a minute? I don't know. Don't go on Craigslist. There's only illegal activities happening there. I can't stress this enough. It's, just, it's like the hotbed for activity. That's all it is. That's all it is. 
They so, might as well call it like murderrobbery.com. I think that is, I think that redirects to Craigslist, honestly. I'm not certain, but I'm pretty sure that if you do, it'll, it'll redirect you there. I'll look onto it offline. I'll look into it offline. The police show up. There's a million of them. You know, they pull this guy over who answered this Craigslist ad. He's got the convict with him. He's freaked out because he's like, oh, my gosh, how are there 300 people here with assault rifles and stuff? Luckily, they don't do anything except wait, wait, what? What? They, they, they pull over the Craigslist guy and the convict. Yeah. And he had like a bunch of assault rifles. Well, yeah, they had the whole SWAT. It was an actual manhunt, Meg. Wait, who had the assault rifles? The police? Oh, yeah. The the pl- guy? No, the police did. Got it. The okay. police swooped yeah. in, got him on the ground, took him back to jail. You bam, you're out of here. Yeah, well. Where good. this So this is weird for a lot of reasons. The guy who answered the Craigslist ad, he's like, I had no idea. This is crazy. Which again, you know what you're getting into on Craigslist. You can't really plead the fifth on this, but whatever. Why it's super weird is they go back to jail and they talk <laughs> they talk to the original guy who was supposed to get released, and they're like, What's uh what's the deal? Like, why didn't you leave? And he's just like I don't know. I just thought, like, that guy could go take my place in the world. He, like, didn't want to leave. Yeah. He just hung out. He, he didn't even care about it. He was in on, the, in on the facade. I mean, have you seen Shawshank Redemption? Yeah, you don't like it on the outside. No, life's hard once you get out. But not if yeah. you get people. You can make friends on Craigslist. <laughs> That's true. Did you ever see that um, Nathan for you where he put out a Craigslist ad? He's like, I'm just looking for a friend. No, that's a, that is a brilliant idea, though. <laughs> you should watch that episode. I was just going to say that they should do that, but add on, I'm an, I'm an escaped convict looking for a friend. Just be totally transparent right off the bat. Because I feel, I feel like that would get people off your scent. They're like, oh, it's somebody trying to be funny on Craigslist rather than somebody trying to hide their whereabouts. Like, hey, my name's Jason and I need a ride to Oregon. Immediately. All right. Escaped con. Totally. I bet, I bet, too, that you could find, like, some romantic relationships by being like, look, I'm an escaped convict, because some women are, like, into that. I, From my understanding, there's a large portion of the female population who are into convicts that are in jail but can't leave, and then convicts that have escaped from jail and are, and are out on borrowed time. What's the story I mean, there? If you think about it, dating someone that's in jail, like, that's a pretty safe relationship. Ooh. Uh, that's a that is actually a true point. It's like you have that sense of security and you know you're loved, but you're also free to do whatever you want. You get conjugal yeah. visits and they're on your time. Like you get to choose. You dictate totally. everything. Totally. This is. I actually am going to look into this more. You should. I need to get off the diarrhea relationships and get into a, a relationship with somebody in jail. That's all I want. Hey, yeah. How is how is like uh, online dating in the era of coronavirus? There, I'll be honest. There's more diarrhea than ever right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go into details, but <laughs> things have not treated me well. <laughs> I I think I'm going after some convicts. I'm not gonna. I'm not ashamed of it. I, I honestly am not. I think you've given a very good description as to why a relationship like that would be appealing. Oh, for sure. Guess who can never x lax your food, Meg? Somebody who's in jail. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. There's probably ways, but I've also watched too many, like, prison shows. So. Uh, I just thought of an idea. Tell me. What if my ultimate destiny is to become Linda's out-of-jail lover? Chris. This is your ultimate destiny. I think it is, I have too. no doubt. <laughs> The, the diarrhea is already built into that relationship. I won't even have to worry. 
You should write her a letter. I really should write her a letter. We, um, on, um, uh, what's my other podcast? Uh, Strangerville. <laughs> there was a woman who wrote a letter to Rob Lagojevich while he was in prison. And he wrote her back, and his letter was really funny. Wait, I don't know who that is. He's the, He was the governor of Illinois who sold Barack Obama's Senate seat, and so he went to prison. And Donald Trump just pardoned him, like, a few weeks ago. Um, but, yeah, a few years ago, she wrote him a letter, and he wrote back. And the letter was, like, super long and super funny because he was so bored in prison. I kind of want to start writing prisoners. I think it would be actually pretty interesting. I need direction. If anybody knows how to do this or where to do this or where I can find relationships in jail, please contact me. Chris at the Beehive dot com. We should start like a letter writing campaign to Linda. Oh, what if we just all bombarded her with letters and they're all just like, please kill me. Please kill me. No, no, no. Please kill me. <laughs> just we're all j- jostling to the front. I want to write a letter to Linda because she might try and kill me. We're all jostling to try to get to the top of the kill list. All right, I have one more story here for you. Are you ready, buddy? I'm ready. I don't know who to blame in this story, which is actually pretty much every story we've ever done this yeah. podcast. I never know who to trust. Totally. totally. Unless Get has gotten to the bottom of it, I, I can't ever make up my mind. So in Kaysville, a woman goes and gets a couple Little Caesars pizzas. Okay. For herself, her son, her son's friend, and her man i don't know if it's her husband it's some dude could just be a dude she met on craigslist a guy looking for a friend who the hell knows okay yeah sure they go home and the kid is eating the son he's eating a piece and he's like oh and he spits out a bite and there's a tablet inside of his the bite the bite of pizza okay like a big tablet like a dishwasher tablet or like um, it's an ecstasy tablet. It's only defined as a circular tablet. Okay. So now they're freaked out. They're like, what, what is this? What's going on? So they go back to Little Caesars. The mom does. She's like, I need to see the manager. Manager comes out. She explains the story. This is a, what the manager says. This is according to an affidavit. He denied the possibility the tablet could have come from their store and he believed it looked more like candy and then explained they did not sell candy. So already, great defense from the dude, okay? He's like, this is candy. We, we don't sell it. There's no possible way we could have put this in here. <laughs> I, just, I don't think Little Caesars hires, like, the most pristine chefs in the world. I love the idea of somebody coming in with, like, this supposedly serious issue and just talking them down so fast. Like, no, that's candy, and we do not sell candy. Move along. <laughs> <laughs> so they contact the police the woman does they're like all right we got to get to the bottom of this caseville police officer goes out talks to the manager what does the manager say um yeah i already saw the pictures of the tablet that the mom brought in and they look exactly like candy so i don't know what to tell you case closed case closed bam like move on you move on do i need to do your job for you am i get get part no i'm just a manager at little caesars okay in my mind, this, that's exactly who this was. It's some 19-year-old. like, we don't sell candy. What do you want from me? <laughs> some, like, belligerent child. It's so cool. So then the officer goes to interview the family. Guess what's happened? They've had to go to the hospital because the son said he got an upset stomach from eating some of the tablet. Oh, wait, this story just got sad. 
So he goes to the hospital like, oh, so this is this is uh, something serious. And the son's like, well, I spit out the tablet and I don't really have any other symptoms. Just my stomach's a little upset. So now, okay. so this led me to think. And I feel like there was something, wa- uh, the number one culprit I think is the son. I feel like the son had something going on. He's got his friend over. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe his friend's a bad influence. Maybe he's the bad influence on the friend. But they're like, they're, they're trying to do drugs in front of their mom and dad. And they're like, totally forgot that they walked in on while they're eating a slice of pizza. And he's like, hurries oh, and stuffs the tablet. And then he's like, oh, I can't eat this whole thing because I don't know what's going to happen. So he spits it out and he's like, oh my gosh, look what's in this pizza. Do you agree with my theory or disagree, Meg? I agree with you. I'm confused. By the end of the story, did they never find out what it was? Oh, no, no. We have no idea what it was. <laughs> How hard is it to, like, test a tablet and figure out what it is? Meg, it is the easiest thing anyone could do. Who reported this story? How? Oh, my gosh. This Why is... do we not know what the tablet was? This is from KSL, but I don't think it was the hard-hitting investigative team spearheaded by the one and only Get Gephardt. I think it was like one of the, maybe as an intern, or maybe his right-hand man, or his left-hand man. I don't know. The point is, they did not get to the bottom of this in a way that Get always does, okay? There's no bill being passed about not putting candy or pills in pizza because of this. I'm very frustrated by this. I think the only person I can for for certain say did not do it is the manager. The manager is so adamant that I just have to believe him. I think like the 12-year-old who was making the pizza was snacking on some Smarties and one dropped in the pizza that they were making. Okay? Okay. This kid finding the tablet in his pizza, not a big deal, right? It's a Smartie. Mom freaks out, though. Uh, and that causes the son so much stress. She gets a stomach ache and ends up in the hospital. Um, the last time I was in a Little Caesars, I, I'm not even exaggerating. All of the employees were like 14. Yeah, no, this is it's not like an A team. And you know that when you get Little Caesars. It's like we talked about Rancheritos or whatever. Like, you know, you know what you're doing. Like, you're putting your health at risk when you go to Little Caesars. That's part of why it's so cheap. Do you know what's actually crazy? The last Little Caesars I was in, it was the A-team. It was these like 14-year-old ballers, and they're way good at everything they did. I wanted to hire them to, to do anything in my life. Really? They were way competent, and they're like personable. They're like shouting at people, hey, what's going on over there? Then they like pull pizzas out and slice them up way fast. I was so impressed. That is impressive. But you got you to gotta take the bad with the good, okay? They're, they're good 14-year-olds. 14-year-olds are always eating candy. Sooner or later, the candy's going to fall out and into the pizza. Hopefully, it's not your pizza, but if it is, just move along, okay? It doesn't matter. Kramer at the Operation Theater all over again. That's exactly what this is, Meg. Well, I probably won't know what the tablet was, but, uh, you know. I like, to, okay. I like to think in three months' time, we're going to get a new segment from Get Get Part who will have a lot of time on his hands because he's in quarantine. He doesn't know what to do. And he's going to be going over old cases. He's going to come across this one, and he's going to be like, why don't we know what this tablet is? And there's going to be this investigative report on Smarties and food caused by 14-year-olds who are either snacking on them or they fall out of their pockets. That's my prediction right now. I'm really looking forward to that. We're all looking forward to it. It's going to be great. We can watch it while we're in quarantine. Hey, I uh, before we go, I have two... Uh, this is the place... COVID-19 overlap things we need to talk about. Okay, lay it on me. 
is that there's a report that too many people are trying to flush their Lysol wipes down the toilet. Oh, my. And that's causing, like, major backup issues. So, everybody remember. (laughs) Do Meg and I really need to argue for the next four weeks to educate people again? (laughs) We drove an enormous wedge between us for a full month just so people would understand. Oh, also, also people are trying to flush their paper towels. You guys, only toilet paper (laughs) in the toilet. This is important. I know there's like a toilet paper shortage. If you have to use other material, throw it away. Don't flush it. I have. I love this. I love everything you're saying. I think that it's our duty to record a PSA where you're like, I used to flush things down the toilet that I shouldn't have. And then I come in, I'm like, I used to shout at my friend for flushing things down the toilet that she shouldn't have. And then we talk about how we've learned, and yet the world still hasn't learned from our own failures, Meg. I mean, tell, I mean, history repeats itself. We've seen that play out time and time again. Yeah, that's Um, true. Second piece of relevant news is because all these aquariums are closed, they're letting penguins, like, wander the aquarium. Oh, my. Penguins on penguin tours, and they're really delightful. Just Google penguins touring aquariums, and you'll find tons of footage. So. Hilarious penguins waddling around looking at fish. Like, the orgies have to be out of hand at this point, right? I know, I know. The penguins have to be having, like, the time of their lives. Penguins, the most polygamous of all creatures, being turned loose in an environment that's already orgy-like. Like, there's weird music, and it's yeah. kind of humid, and, yeah. like, there's lots of fake green-looking things everywhere. That's every orgy yeah. ever. Yeah. Um, I have to go because, you know, my kids need something. But, Chris, it's been a real pleasure, and we'll do this again next week. Yes, indeed. Thanks, as always. Thank you, and we'll talk to you soon.